Hi, and thank you for tuning in to Compound Performance Radio. We're your hosts, Matt Domney and Kyle Dobbs. Thank you for tuning in. We hope you enjoy the show. Okay, everybody, thank you for joining us on today's episode of Compound Performance Radio. Today with us, we have Josh Clay. Josh, thank you very much for joining us. And if you want to take a moment to introduce yourself to the people who may not be familiar with you, feel free to head. Hey, yeah, no, stoked to uh, be here. Appreciate you guys having me on. It's obviously an honor because, you know, I listen to the podcast, so it's dope to actually be on it. Yeah, man. But uh, yeah, so my I was gonna say story, that can't be the end of your yeah. intro, man. Like, oh, yeah, like, dude, yeah, yeah, we're, like, not ready there. <laughs> we're not ready to jump yeah. in right, right yeah. now. We're, we're waiting yeah. to be here. It was like the uh, old school radio ones, like long time listener, first time caller. It's like, no, 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 say more. <laughs> yeah, real robotic, right? No, uh, stories, uh, yeah, stories pretty uh, simple. I mean, right now, I'm blessed I have an online coaching business, and then I also work for Tonal. So whenever I tell people Tonal, they're like, the mirror? like lululemon i'm like no we're the we're the cable version we're the cable version so it's the the one at you know it's at home still an expensive piece of equipment but it's uh it's really dope so uh it's cool because i uh you know i was already doing well in my own coaching business before i signed on to them so Mm. it was one of those things where i had to kind of ask myself like is this going to make me a better coach? And biggest thing is it gave me the opportunity to help more people. And then also just learn because, you know, I think a lot of coach, I'm like a lot of coaches, you either, um, you probably never worked in corporate, right? So I'm picking up on all these, all this different lingo and learning about what, what the hell's an OKR, right? Like what, what's an OKR? What, how do, how do I go about this? So it's just interesting kind of learning about all that stuff. But before I had tonal and the whole online coaching gig, man, I'm just, just, strength and conditioning coach for 10 years. I uh, graduated from Appalachian State with a bachelor's in exercise science, went out to LA um, thinking I was the shit because I had a bachelor's in exercise science. And then you meet people that are four years younger than you and know twice as much as you. And you're like, yeah, okay. Doesn't mean shit. Awesome. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Doesn't mean shit. So you get put in your place real quick in a big city like that. You're like, got to kind of take a step back and be like, all right, I got I got a lot to learn. I got zero application. I got a degree, but that doesn't mean Jack. It just means I was able to lean on other people to help me pass physics one and two. Right. So, uh, yeah. So, you know, did that whole thing, worked at Equinox, which is a lot of people are familiar with, um, got to the point, a master instructor where I was, you know, teaching other coaches or teaching our curriculum. And then I was like, Hey, I'm going to, I think I want to be a college training and conditioning coach. I want to do this. Uh, did an internship at UCLA and realized that, (laughs) I want nothing to do with that. Um, <laughs> as a, as a lot of coaches can probably attest to, you yeah. know what I mean? I was like, yeah, give me back to the private sector uh, real freaking quick. So I yeah. went back to that and yeah, man, I was doing that whole thing and it was, uh, it was cool. So just you know, I, I was fortunate to really make a lot of dope connections when I was at Equinox. So I was able to do a few seminars and uh, continuing education for different gyms and stuff like that. Mm. But uh, before the, uh, before Tonal came along, man, I, I was, a I was the guy that was like, yo, I will, I will be 85 years old in a chair screaming from just coaching. Like I just, I love it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's one of those things where I just can't sit at a desk all day. Um, which is funny. Cause you know, when I w- signed on to Tonal, I was like, all right, I had to get rid of all my clients, all my in-person stuff. And I was like, I can't do this. I need it. So I moved to New York and picked up two clients. I was like, I just need to get out of the house. Like I just, I, I need to, I need, I need to hear chains clanging. I need to, you know, have that, 
have that camaraderie with other coaches where you're just kind of shitting on each other for no other reason than just because, you know, as you're Jake likes there. to say, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like Jake likes to say, he's like, if I shit on you, it means you're my homie. It's like, yeah. okay, cool. Yeah. So we're on the same page right now. Yeah. So yeah, man, it's uh, it's been a dope experience. And it's like always, I love hearing people who move from private sector to college strength and conditioning. Cause it's like, cool. I'm going to take this job where I make really, really good money and I don't work that much. And I'm going to double or triple my workload and make maybe a third of what I was making before. This is a great decision. Yeah. Well, it's, I always tell people, they're always like, well, uh, you know, I really want to become a college strength and conditioning coach. And I always say, make sure you can live in bumfuck Egypt. Like if North Dakota state university calls and they're offering you $30,000, like, okay. And I was like, and you got to love it. Like money can't mean yeah. shit to you. Yeah. Like money literally can't mean shit to you. Cause you're going to work 80 to hundred hours a week. Uh-huh. You got to have four years experience. You got to have a master's and we're going to pay you basically yeah. like $10 an hour. And it's yeah. like literally yeah. nothing. <laughs> yeah. 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 I remember talking to one point, I had somebody that I was, I was working with on individual mentorship and they had done a year long internship with central Michigan. One of the, or yeah. it might've been one of the directional Michigan schools, like not, not the state, not university of Michigan, but one of the, the smaller ones. And he had a great time, but you know, we're talking and he's, he's like, yeah, like they, they basically, you know, they let me live in a dorm. So I got on campus housing in a thousand dollars a month. And I was overseeing 250 athletes. And oh, I was just like, what the hell? Like, well, I, like, I, I don't know how to react to that. Basically every sport, but football and basketball. Yeah. He was oh, in charge yeah. of like men's and women's, which, which also makes me feel terrible because it was like him and one other kid who was like 22 years old working with yeah. every, basically every Olympic sport, right? Every sport yeah. that was not men's basketball, and football so all the women's yeah. sports and all the other men's sports and i'm like those athletes just got completely ripped off like he's a good coach yep. it's just like that's insane you basically let an intern and like a first year ga handle 250 200 people like yeah. that's what i mean that it's was. it's insane like you i think anybody who's you know i'm sure you guys know, like i tested myself when i was younger and i was like i want to do 50 sessions a week i want to see uh, what it's what it's like so you do you do one one or two set one or two months where you're at like 200s and you're like my 6 p.m is getting a zombie like yeah. just a freaking zombie oh. and you're like yeah not worth it not i, worth I did it. 200 plus sessions a month for years and yeah. i fell asleep and literally fell asleep <laughs> in a session once like a 7 p.m session like I'm sitting on a stability ball. It's it's a client. It's one of those clients who never really got off the floor for an entire oh, session. Oh God, yeah. And and my head like literally like nodded back and like hit the mirror behind me. And I like jerked back up. I was like, oh shit, uh, seven, eight, nine. You know, I'm just like God. I was like getting yeah. just drinking coffee at like five thirty. Five o'clock, oh, like espressos, just like trying to make it through your last session. Just, awesome. I fortunately never had that experience because oh, when man. I was coming up at, uh, I also came up at Equinox. Massive when I was coming up, too. I'm also an alum. Uh, but when I was coming up, uh, I got full time, and my man, my flirt, my my fitness manager at the time goes, "Hey, so just want you to know, you have no more floor shifts. You're not supposed to have any more floor shifts, but." We don't have anybody else who can take the floor shifts. So you're going to stay on all five floor shifts until we hire somebody else. And like that was in September and they didn't hire anybody else until January. So I didn't have those 200 session a month things, but I did work like 
115 hours a week for like six months. It was awful. It was, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, I think it was like 35 sessions a week at the time and 20 hours of floor shifts. I was like, this is just, I, I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm done. Yeah. yeah that's the biggest thing, right? Yeah. It's like, makes you realize you're like, all right, I love this. I do. I absolutely love it. But then, you know, you're doing 35, 50 sessions a week, but then on the weekend, you're like, okay, now I got a program for these yeah. people. Right. So you're like, it's like, I, I remember one, one guy that I knew that he would just give everybody that he would make one workout of the day and he would just give everybody oh, yeah. the same workout and he would just modify it. Uh-huh. Like- yeah. Yeah. And I was just like, man, you're just like the minimum effective dose to the, to the extreme, right? Yeah. Minimum effective dose to the extreme. So, but yeah, man, it was one of those things where you're just like, you know what? I love this. I absolutely love, love what I do, but I also want to kind of like have a life. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, it, it's, and it's, it's okay. Right. Like the, the whole, the, I think the culture, the, the problem I had with the college culture is like, I had to cover up my tattoos. You know, I couldn't be seen drinking a beer within a two mile radius of the college as if like, you know, I'm this perfect person. Yeah. And then it was just like, it was just, it's old school, right? It's just old school. It's shirt tucked in. And I was just like, there's nothing wrong with that culture. I, you know, it's just not me. Like, it's just, it's just not me. And you get all these different jams where like the culture is just to work, 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 work. And you're like, yeah, man, I need, I need a break because like I was doing, you know, you do Monday through Saturday and you only have Sunday off. It's just not enough. Yeah. Right. So it's just, it's just not enough. Yeah. Yeah. So it's interesting. We, you know, we get a lot of people in our groups that are, that like they aspire to do like the college strength and conditioning thing. Like they're young coaches and I think we've broken more dreams for college SC coaches than like anybody else out there. Yeah. Not even intentionally, just telling them the reality of what it yeah. is, right? Because it's like cool, how much do you make right now? They're like, oh, X. Like, cool. Cut that down by a lot. Yeah. And work a lot more hours. Work and, way more. Yeah. And then also everything that happens is your fault. And everything yeah. that good like everything good that happens is not your f- responsibility. You get yeah. none of the credit and all of the blame. And, yeah. and you'll probably also get treated like shit by the player uh-huh. most of the time. They won't like, like not, you. They, yeah, yeah. Like it, it's sometimes they're cool. I've heard some horror stories otherwise as well. And it's just like, yeah, like you have, like you said, you have to love, like that has to be your absolute. Yeah. And you cannot yeah. care about money. You have to be perfectly okay with eating lean cuisines like every fucking yep. night and living in like a one bedroom dorm. Or yeah. studio apartment in a like tiny town somewhere because you're in it's like North yeah, Dakota. you're, not, you're yeah. not going to Bama, bro. Like you're yeah. not like that's not where you're headed for yeah. your first stop. Like that's yeah. but you'll get a ton of swag. You'll, yeah. you'll get a ton you of get, swag. You get all the free gear ever. <laughs> yeah. Like you're you're gonna dress like you're one of the athletes, maybe you know. But that's that's about it. Uh, you yeah. will not have to pay for clothes. That's it. That, yeah, that's what that's, you get. That's pretty it. much it. You yeah. can have all the you can have all the college gear in the world. You get all the Adidas yeah. and all the Nike stuff, and once in a while you get a free pair of Jays that are just yeah. that school. Uh, so that's yeah. enough to keep you. Like, yeah, yeah just, I, you know what? I think I'll stay. This is great. <laughs> Everything matches. It's all the same colors. Yeah. You're good. You're good. You're gonna be. You know. Um, no, I, I think yeah. That that's something we've talked about at length with with some yeah. other coaches. What I do want to talk about is is the tonal. Thing, yeah that's something it's very that new. i've actually talked very about that we, we, we were talking about that with somebody it might have been jake um bully famous famous alum here and, and friend of, of josh as well um shout out but because that's one of the ones that you know we 
these home I actively systems, recommend it to my clients. Yeah, these home oh, systems yeah. like yeah. tend to get shit on a yeah. lot by like coaches, right? They're just like, oh, that's not serious or whatever. Yeah. It's like buy a rack and a barbell and put it in your garage. Yeah. But that's one that I've actually heard really good things about yeah. by mm-hmm. by people who've used it and by other professionals who have worked with them like from, I, I don't know, like a, I don't want to say influencer, but like a marketing capacity yeah. or, or whatever, right? So- And I also hear it gets decently heavy too. Yeah, like that's yeah. super intriguing yeah. to me because it looks, I mean, it looks cool. It's got like yeah. the adjustable yeah. arms. It's got the different handles. Like I see you use it on social media yeah. for sure. What's that like? I mean, just like what what's your function with it? If you can talk about it, I don't know how top secret things are, but yeah, what no. what do you do for them? And like, what's what's been your experience with that? Because that seems pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it was it's dope. I mean, with anything, as with anything in the industry, you know, I. I, I think a lot of coaches really undermine how important it really is to network. You know what I mean? To like get out there and get to know other coaches because the only reason I have this job is because I had another coach who worked for, for who worked for Tonal and, you know, they were coming up with a concept for an adjustable. So basically what you would do is you would come on the Tonal and now it's programs plus you would come on the Tonal and it's the same program, but you could adjust the bar based on if you had 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 40 minutes, 50 minutes, 60 minutes, whatever it was. Um, so he, you know, recommended me and brought me on for some contract work to basically create this, this template. And, you know, I don't know if you ever, I'm a big Excel nerd. I love that shit. I love making stuff turn yellow, red, green, whatever. It just makes me feel good. I'm like, nice. This is my ADD just making me really happy. Um, so they, you know, they did that. And I was able to develop like a good, a dope relationship. And then they opened up this programming um, specialist thing where you, you know, you're basically going to be programming workouts and programs and stuff like that. And um, he hit me up and was like, Hey, nobody likes to program. <laughs> like no coaches like to program. Surprise. You actually have, yeah, you happen to be one of the only ones that like actually enjoys it. Like it's something yeah. that you, you don't just loathe. He's like, I think you should apply for it. So um, ended up doing that. It was dope, man. And so now like, it's a really cool opportunity. And that's the whole reason is like, when I, before I accepted the offer, it was one of those things where it was like, is this, because my business was already doing really good. And I actually took like, to get rid of clients and everything, I took a little bit of a pay decrease from that side of things. Um, And my thing was like, could I get this experience elsewhere? And with this experience and knowledge that I'm able to get, will this make me a better coach? And will this make me, you know, is it one of those, it may be, you know, a little step back in pay, but in terms of my abilities as a coach, it's 10 steps forward, 20 steps forward. It's one of those things where like, who's programming, who's hiring a programming specialist at a tech company? Like, what is there five jobs, right? Like, you know what, this is, I'd be stupid not to take this. So now I get to, you know, work on creating workouts and programs, and then also participating in a lot of our features as far as features that we're coming out with. Um, and then just, uh, educating our on-camera coaches. And it's, it's been super, I don't know if, if Kyle, if you've noticed, but like one thing I've, I've realized is this kind of dichotomy of effective, effective versus engaging programming. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, to, to hit on one example, one thing we saw is that if people are going to buy a $3,500, $4,000 machine, they want to fucking use it. Yeah. Right. So one big thing is like, could they, we, we ask ourselves when we're creating a workout or prone, could they get this on YouTube? right? Like, could they get this workout or this program elsewhere? If most of the user moves are on tonal, then no, no, they, no, they couldn't. So we need to make sure that it's certain amount of moves are on tonal. And one big thing that we notice is, for example, whenever a workout ended with an off tonal 
exercise, the completion percentage just went down for the workout. So we've got like the amount of data now, now I've, I've, they've opened up my eyes to this Google looker where you can literally see every single data point you can possibly imagine for all of our users. Um, and we were able to see that like, man, the completion percentage is just in the shitter. So we were like, you know what, let's, let's, let's switch it up. Um, let's always end every single workout that we design on tonal. It may not make sense in the scheme of things. Like maybe like you're looking at that workout and you're like, why would they put that? Why would they put this exercise before that one? Like you, you idiots. Um, and, but what we notice is when we do that, the completion percentage goes up. And the reason being is that we're, we're wondering if people are just skipping out on that off tonal, that last off tonal thing. And, you know, obviously like I'm a big person. I don't know if you guys have read uh, tyranny of metrics where it's like, look, let's, let's use metrics to help guide us and give us information, but let's not hang our hat on these metrics. So, you know, to a degree, we're kind of hanging our hat on like, all right, the completion percentage went up. Hopefully people are now performing that off tonal exercise. They're actually doing it. They could not be, but at least the data says, like we're getting a higher completion percentage, right? So it's like, we're constantly looking at like you, it's so interesting. If you looked at some of our workouts with no context and you're a good coach, you might be like, that is so dumb. Like, why are they doing that? But it's because it influences maybe this metric that we're seeing that users are requesting or something like that. So it's like this constant thing of like, yeah, that may not be the most optimal or the most effective way to program, but it's super fucking engaging and that's, that's fine because if people are engaging with the content, they're going to build consistency. And if they're consistent, then obviously that's going to help them get to their goals, which is overall the goal. Like, do we care more about being effective or being right? Right. And like our thing is like, let's be effective. And I mean, that's the thing, especially with the, the population that usually from what I've seen with tonal, um, that they they kind of approach is it's it's more of a general population group of people anyway. So except with that, for LeBron, except for LeBron, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, except for LeBron. But like with that being said, though, the order of stuff doesn't matter anywhere near as much as if you were dealing with somebody who's specific, who's much more specific. Where it's like, well, you literally can't end with this exercise because it's going to reduce your ability to perform X, Y, and Z in sequential sections mm-hmm. or in your sport or anything like that. Where the main goal for the half of these people that you guys are going to be working with is just to have consistency and move more in general. Yeah. yeah. So if you guys can make that completion metric move up and like make number go up there, that's a net yeah. positive. Well, and what's, what's dope is it, and look, this, if like, when I say this, like you guys will be like, yeah, well, no shit. It's a $4,000 machine. Um, you know, most of our users are 35 years old or older. We have nobody, literally nobody from 20 to 30 years old and 18 and below is maybe one, one or 2%. That's because their parents own it. Right. So it's like, all right, well, you know, what kind of, let's consider, and you know, I, I know you talk a lot about this, Kyle, with the self-determination theories. That's what, a, that's a lot of what we're, we're building everything on, mm-hmm. right? Like what do different, uh, what do different uh, training ages, how do, where, where's their motivation stem from, you know? And we have this, it's funny because we're constantly debating this. We have beginner, intermediate, and advanced, but like, are they an advanced user, but they're beginner on tonal? You know what I mean? Like they've never used the tonal. So now they're trying that, like, how are we looking at, how are we dissecting who's a beginner, intermediate, advanced? Like what lens are we looking at this through? And then what motivates them, right? Like if they are, they, their goals build muscle advance. This person's get lean, this person's improve fitness. Like what is motivating these people? And like, can we kind of 
you know, our content team is really dope with the things that they're kind of able to extrapolate from the data in, in terms of like creating this avatar. Like Rick doesn't like to do guided content, only wants to do his only custom workouts, loves to end with a good arm farm, like little things like that, right? Like how, when we're designing a program, who's the avatar we have in mind for this program? And then how do we, a big thing is like that we've, that we're constantly thinking about is how do we, and with online coaching is how do you manage expectations and how do you control the delivery of the program? Right. So it's like, all right, well now it's so many hands, like this program could be awesome, but now it's up to the coach to deliver it in a way that's effective. Like some people are like, dude, I don't give a shit about you telling me how the squat is. I'm going, I'm pushing up against all the problems in my life. Right. But some people love that. And other people are like, dude, I want to hear you talk. I just want to, I want to hear you train me. So it's just like super, it's super interesting because it's a world that I've just never been exposed to. And I'm already learning so much in just eight, nine months. And it's definitely a world that like, no matter what you do, you will never please anybody or everybody. No. Like, it's just no. not possible. It's like you said, like there's, there's people that are going to love exactly what you said there. And there's same, there's going to be an equal amount of people on the other side that are like, I hate you and I don't know you, but I don't want to ever hear you speak ever again. And like, <laughs> it's just, it's going to be how it always, cause like, I, I know that from, from people, from gen pop people that I've had who, who have Pelotons. Like I yeah. have multiple yeah. clients who have Pelotons who talk about the exact same instructor with either a fervent hatred or a yeah. deep love. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so interesting, right? Like, yeah. what is that quote? I think it's, uh, even if you're the juiciest peach in the world, there will always be somebody who doesn't like peaches. And it's yeah. like, when I'm looking, when I'm looking through the Google looker comments, it's, it's so funny because you get, I'm looking at the comments for a programmer for a day for a coach. And it's like, love this, love this, love this. This is stupid. This is so dumb. I wish yeah. you guys would just take this off. And it's just yeah. like, it, it honestly just draws it back. Like, you, you can't please everyone. Like yeah. I can try, I can try and create the best workout possible, but it's also like little things, right? Like where maybe people will comment on something. It's like, okay, well you, you could either say, okay, well this, this user just doesn't know fitness, or you right. could be like, okay, well, how could we, maybe we didn't do a good job of de- the delivery on this or creating the buy-in for why we're doing this. Right. Like I, I, for one of our programs, I included uh, on day two, I included an active, uh, a hamstring stretch. So it was like squats or something like that. Nor I think it was bench press. And then it was like an active hamstring stretch. So it was like, it's a forced active rest. And it's also to just decrease stiffness from the day one, right? And people are like, this is so dumb. We also saw that a lot of people were maybe modifying because we have, we have the option of modifying it. So people are saying if they modify the exercise, and it was like, okay, if we're seeing a ton of people modify the exercise, maybe we need to do a better job of communicating why we're doing this right so like i'm a big i'm a big proponent of like it's my fault like even if it's not my fault it's my fault like what could i have done better to to control the delivery or in some fashion like what could i have done better and what could we have done better to make sure that like we improve upon this in the future right yeah Yeah, so that's that's pretty awesome you know and definitely i it's also cool you guys get that much feedback yeah because i do think again that's that's very hard. Like Matt and I both work obviously in, in the remote setting primarily. He still trains people in person too, but it's it even from like our own clients, it's hard to get feedback from our group. Programs, it's hard to get them to fill out their own check-ins. It's hard to get feedback, right? Yeah. So being able to collect feedback, you know, from a broad range is is pretty amazing. And 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 actually doing something with it, 
yeah. It, yeah. you know, makes, makes you probably pretty unique as a company in general. Cause I don't think a, For lot, sure. a lot of people are like, Oh yeah, we collect feedback. We do this. We put that like, in our silver cylindrical filing cabinet that yeah. looks like a garbage can. Thank you <laughs> yeah. so much. Never like, you know, yeah. like, yeah, that that's good to know. Yeah. Never talk to you again. Type yeah. of thing, we ain't doing you know, things about it, but thank no, you. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's interesting. Like my wife works in tech as well. And, you know, it's, it's like, we, I just hear the stories about, you know, feedback and things and like from customers and, and they'll like run it through, like, you know, the, the engineers and the engineers are just like, yeah, that's cool. But we're not doing that. You know? And, yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, it's, it's good to know, but yeah, it's, yeah, we're not doing yeah. That. Um, we don't feel like it or it's too much money or, or whatever. So it's interesting <laughs> to always hear those, those stories. Um, you know, Matt, cause we, we, we try to do as much with feedback as possible. We're obviously a small yeah. business and, you know, changes yeah. don't cost millions of dollars to, to make from yeah. our perspective, but it's like, it's nice to hear like bigger companies, uh, especially data-driven companies that do respond to users, especially within like a yeah. new growth stage to, to create a better product, you know, and hire yeah. better people and change the way they do things. And um, so definitely that's good to hear. Um, for people not familiar with Tone, because again, I think this is going to be, this is a little off topic, but what how heavy does this stuff go because i think people do want to know about that as well because people again they're like they're thinking mirror right now or people yeah. are like using like 10 pound weights to like do stuff yeah. but I, I don't think that's the case no so we are cable resistant so it's a yes. it's a um it's one motor it's one motor so it's controlled by magnets um and the total resistance on it so like our 50 pounds isn't 50 pounds it's actually way heavier um, so it's, I think when they tested it, it went up to 275 pounds, mm -hmm. um, which, you know, for like, for me, I do a lot of my, I always did a lot of, uh, or do a lot of my upper body training on it, but for like lower body dynamic effort stuff was good, but like to get the heavier strength stimulus, but you know, like it, uh, most people are always like, they're blown away by it. And what's really cool is when you kind of go in our Facebook group, because you guys, you know, touched on our community is this community is unreal. Like they love, love tonal. Like if you go on our Facebook group, it's actually pretty, it's pretty dope. Like people really love it. Um, is, you know, it goes up to 275 pounds, but that's also like, it's, it's as much weight as most people need, especially yeah. if our youngest user is like 35 years old. Like it's one of those things where like strong as you need to be not strong as you can. So like, yeah, if it's somebody who's trying to become an elite power lifter, like okay yeah the tonal might not be your best bet but like if you're somebody who's just trying to be in shape and be like the adult mvp league all-star you know like dude this thing's awesome you know like you can you it, it does it does everything you could possibly imagine and what's what's really dope is like our dynamic weight modes you know what i mean and which which is something that the dynamic weight modes i'm not sure if you guys are familiar with those that's really what drew me to it is it's you know the the arms moving around this way and that way that's dope but it's like the dynamic weight modes where so we have three dynamic weight modes we have eccentric so obviously like eccentric overload so we'll overload the eccentric underload the concentric uh we have chains chains mode which replicates chains and then we have smart flex so smart flex is like it, it's taking feedback from how you're performing each rep and it's modifying the resistance through different portions of the, through different oh, portions cool. of the movement. That's, yeah. That's, so that's really I cool. I yeah. I didn't, I didn't know that. that. So yeah. Yeah. Not, yeah. It, yeah. It's pretty dope. So it's like, we say it's the best thing of eccentric and, and chains, right? Yeah. So it's like before with, with chains, like I can only use chains on a, maybe on a, uh, uh, on a back squat or something like that. Right. But now I can like, I can optimize the line of pull and use chains with literally anything with any, any single movement you could possibly really imagine. Cool. 
I can utilize chains. And then the eccentric is I personally, I love, like, I love Louis doing like for clients who maybe have hurt their lower back or something like that. Let's do some eccentric deadlifts and then let's squat it up. Right. Let's like, let's eccentrically hinge on the way down and then let's squat it on the way up with the hex bar. Well, with this, like I, we can just overload the eccentric and underload the concentric and anybody that's scared of deadlifts, all I got to do is explain that to you. And it's like, all right, well, we can possibly decrease your risk of injury, right? Like, and, and that's the dopest thing, man, is like, we can use all these different dynamic weight modes to achieve all these different, all these different outcomes. And one thing that I tell people is like, that I think is dope is like, I, I think it especially makes, I think it makes heavier lifting more mentally accessible to mm. women because mm, for sure. I, you know, we've all done the trick where you just, you know, you put it, you start off with a 25 on the bar and then maybe you just add a few plates so that they don't really know that it's 135, you know, yeah. like, it, cause you don't want to tell them it's what you're like, give me three reps. And then you tell them, Hey, you just lifted 135. And they're like, what? And if you'd have told them right off the bat, they'd have been like, dude, I'm not doing that. But now with the tonal, they don't have that physical influence on their mind to be like, I'm not doing that. So it's really cool when our community goes in, they're like, dude, I haven't touched dumbbells or I haven't touched a barbell in six months. I've only been using tonal. Last time I touched dumbbells, I did 50. Today I did 70, 65. Yeah. Like, it's just a really dope thing to kind of hear that, right? Like it just makes it so much more accessible. Yeah, yeah that is really I, cool. I'm, I didn't know it did that. Yeah, did I. yeah. yeah I didn't know that, you like that reactive weight mode is really cool. Weight mode. Like, yeah. That's, yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, because there's, there's things you obviously can't replicate with free weights. Like that reactive yeah. weight mode especially is something I think would be especially when you're looking at gen pop and you are focused so much typically on like capacity yeah. and just, you know, time under tension and, and things that like total volume, whatever, to be able to finish out a, just finish out sets. Right. You yeah. know, from that perspective and psychologically like give them wins. So they're yeah. not necessarily experiencing yeah. like failure on a arbitrary set of 12 of, you yeah. know, it's like whatever yeah. exercise they can just keep pumping through it. You know, right. I think that's, yeah. And like you said, even with the eccentric overload, just decreasing threat, you know, because again, it's like everybody's yeah. scared of the concentric and it's not just women, it's yeah. men. Like I've had plenty of yeah. men terrified to squat and deadlift and do compound movements and, and whatever, for whatever reason, right? I could be anything, but being able to, to overload the eccentric and make them feel safe with the concentric, yeah. especially as just an entry point in the training. Yeah. Because yeah. what's the progression of that? You just take off the overload and let them, yeah. you know, start even yeah. out the concentric aspect of it. It's like, and yeah, pro progressing useful. it from there, like when you get people who become more advanced, you can start working through like heavier muscular failure protocols where you're just like, continue, just like doing like flywheel training where the resistance is dropping yeah. off as you're beginning to fatigue and you're able to just accumulate a ton more quality volume and get more stimulating reps in and be able yeah. to just like hypertrophy tissues a little bit more. Like that's, that's really cool. I think that's an yeah. interesting thing that's, that's done there. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. And well, and we have that and then we have the, we have burnout mode, which literally is just like you would think it like if you, if it notices, if it notices, you can't get the rep, it'll just take a little bit of weight off. So like combining that with our spotter mode, like maybe yeah. you're at the bottom and you're like, I can't get up. It notices and it takes weight off so that you can get it back up to the top. So there's like all these things you can do where like now you don't need to work out with somebody for these heavier loads. Like mm -hmm. we're just making that more accessible and just yeah, decreasing cool. that risk of injury. Right. And like now one thing that I'm pumped and I don't know when we're going to release it because it's only like, it's only accessible to people like to a uh, TSI. So we have the tonal strength Institute, which is what I'm a part of is we have an isokinetic mode and it is, it's so dope. Like it's, it's, it's just so cool, man. Like, it, I don't know if you guys are familiar with like 
the uh, ohm dynamics machine like i love i love that thing i think it's a really mm. cool like concept um but yeah we have like an isokinetic mode that we're that we're working on and it's just you know we want to come out with a few different ones i'm 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 proposing that we come out i want to call it you know game day game day mode where it's like uh just concentric only where it's concentric only and then it chases off the eccentric i want to call it i want to call it uh, game day mode instead of concentric but there's a lot of cool things man that like are just possible like your mind just starts racing and oh we can do this and we can do this and we can do this and it's like slow down in in time that's and that's where it's important that i've learned with with this company and with in general is to like have this hierarchy of okay what are the things right now that are going to best improve the user experience right like that's what it comes down to like yes that would be cool to have but how is it going to improve the user experience and biggest thing like you guys touch on is like data is worthless if we're not applying it right like it's cool to collect it but if we're just collecting it to say we have it and then we're never using it it's gathering dust then what does this do yeah no that's that's cool and i get yeah i mean that's just the the advantage like the magnets like you said yeah. it's like there's no way to replicate any of that and you know it's yeah, you can it's change, make that happen cables, in an actual gym you, you just can't make that happen in a real gym yeah. and like it's same thing like you know i've like i've got a, a flywheel that's going to be something super unique but it's it's yeah. the same thing you still can't do what you're talking about even with the flywheel you know and there's so yeah. there's a lot of and a flywheel is also a four thousand dollar machine yeah. you know that it does less than what this does you know but that's the thing yeah. the flywheel is only accessible really for lower body stuff and maybe upper yeah, body if you have a vest like, yeah curls yeah yeah, yeah curls yeah, yeah. Upright, i was like, gonna say upright, upright rows curls triceps rows. yeah didn't kabuki kabuki came out with their flywheel right they did they, they came out with the rack mounted yeah i always laugh when i see people doing like shoulder like the most awkward shoulder presses ever like on a k-box <laughs> I, I tried that one time and as someone with you know just a six nine wingspan i was like this is nope. the worst thing i've nope, ever done. Do this anymore <laughs> i've ever done in my life i will yeah. never do this um so yeah, yeah. just lower body stuff the lower body conditioning you know oscillations yeah cool That's exactly fun. man um serves its purpose but yeah i so, yeah, I mean, like the, especially with the guided mode of, of total two of having the like workouts performed on screen in front of you while you're exactly. actually doing that, yeah. that makes it so much more accessible than a flywheel. Like that's the other thing that makes it like a flywheel much harder to sell is like, well, what do you do with it? Yeah. Yeah. You, you, well, it's you, all about yeah. the entry point. Can, near as easy. Yeah. That point. Can you, can you like, how can you effectively utilize it? Right. Like yeah. a tool is only effective as the person that's handling it. Right. So like, that's the. That's the dope thing with with tonal is I also get to like, I I get to experiment, right? Like, hey, I want to try this wave method with this advanced, like, but is six sets like what are what's the engagement on that going to look like, right? So it's like okay, like maybe we find out that four sets, like people are okay with doing four sets of an exercise, but like once you start getting to six, we noticed that the it was getting rated at a lower thing, right? So like we have we have an average rating that most people get. So maybe maybe we're seeing like advanced build muscle usually rates this type of unit at a 4.92, but they rated this one at a 4.7. Yeah. Okay, well, let's go back into this and like I can see what what sucked about this, right? Like what did I, what did I do about this that I could have done better? And it's like, that's what's really cool, right? Like if something scores higher or lower, it's like, all right, well, let's kind of get into the weeds and like, let's do less of this and then more more of this. Yeah. So it's like so cool to just have that data to kind of nerd yeah. out on because then you can be a little more actionable in applying it. And the nice thing about that too, is I would imagine the way that you guys are collecting data is it's almost, 
it's not going to be actually fully anonymous, but it's almost, it's a bit more indirect feedback, right? Yes. Where it's like, they're, they're not. And like, that's one of the things that Kyle and I run into when we have like our individual coaching clients, it's like, we'll send them something and be like, what do you think of this? And they'll be like, it's great. And then they'll quit awesome. a month later. You're the best. Right. It's like, no, I'm not. And then they'll, yeah, they'll, they'll quit <laughs> a month later or like some, they'll, say, they'll have something to say like a month and a half down the line or it's like, why didn't you tell me this originally? Yeah. Whereas yeah. you guys having that middleman of the machine getting the rating, that must make it significantly easier for people to give you real actual feedback. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just like, it takes away that fear component of yeah. actually having to say it to somebody, right? And like, that's yeah. something I took, like I just did, for my own online coaching business, we just did video testimonials and I had my assistant do them. I didn't, I didn't do them. And one of my, one of my clients was like, why? And I was like, cause I want you to be, I want it to be a conversation. Yeah. I want it to be a little more open-ended. I don't want you to flatter me. Yeah. Like if you're like, Josh sucks, Josh sucks. Like, that's great. Let me improve yeah. upon it. Right. But like, I wanted it to be more of a conversation so that you could actually say what you feel. Right. You don't want to be sitting there and like asking your client, but like, Okay, so what do you think about Josh Clay's coaching? It's like yeah. that's you, but that's you though. Can I? I can't say. So, what, so I, what's your favorite thing about me? Yeah, maybe tell me, maybe tell me why I'm the best. Yeah, but we we've been all about you for the past ten months. Let's I let's talk about me for a little bit, okay? I'm like, not even gonna post this anywhere. This video is just coming home. Yeah, with me. It's, it's, it's gonna live on. It's gonna live in a loop. Yeah, it's I'm gonna be on my yeah. TV screen at all times. Whenever I'm feeling down, I'm just going to go to this. So Play. like, don't let me down. Just exactly. don't let me down. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a whole lot depending on this right now. <laughs> so, so with, with the tonal, cause this is another thing that I think, and I don't know if it, are you guys also, does it show like users like output metrics? Like, so if they, if they do like a set of 10, will it show based on like, like velocity or, or whatever from, like what show kind of their power usage stair stepping its way yeah. down so they can even see where they're fatiguing, right? Like at a yeah. certain load so, or, or where that active assist like pops in or something of that nature. Yeah. So a big thing that we always talk about is like guiding to intent. Like it's right. So it's just like with plyos, like jump quick or jump high. Like one thing we do is um, we do have a power meter. So it doesn't give you exact velocity reach out, re yeah. readouts. It doesn't give you like meters per second or watch or anything. But it, what it does is we're constantly, what's crazy is the tonal is literally taking 10,000 data points every second of every rep. Like, yeah, it, it's, like it's a computer. It's, yeah. You know, it, so yeah. We, we do say that we have, one thing that we say is that we have the largest powerhouse of data in the fitness industry, which I, I don't, I don't, I can't imagine anybody else that has this. So what we do is we're constantly taking, uh, we're taking inventory of what your one RM looks like, what's your 10 RM, what's your eight RM, what's your 20 RM, right? Mm -hmm. And then we also take into account your, velo your uh, velocity max. So for example, mm -hmm. one thing that we'll really do, like I, I created a program for one of our clients, Joe, and it was a conjugate program. So I said, hey, every, for, for this one, we need to tell people to rip it off the wall, like rip it off the wall. And it, if it, it'll tell you, hey, power PR. And what's cool is we have an 80% line. So we can coach to that. So we'll say, hey, Joe, coach, tell people I want every single rep above that 80%. So it's a bar graph. And it just shows you rep by rep by That's rep. Awesome. So if you dip That's below really that cool. 80%. That's yes, really so, awesome. So if you dip below that 80%, it's like, oh, oh crap. Like I, I, I got more in me, right? And then we also have range of motion. So we can show you, so we, we, we'll have a cue that'll say if you, maybe you're starting to get fatigued, right? 
and you're on 10th rep and you got 12 more reps and that one is it'll say hey make sure you squat all the way down or something like that so there's like there's there's a lot of different ways that we're not doing yet that i'm that i'm confident that we'll be able to apply it but like Mm -hmm. all right what are ways that we can kind of manage fatigue from a a lot from a fatigue percentage you know how what are ways that we can be more actionable with the power and the range of motion like if we see you know maybe if we see you know fatigue or velocity drops off by this much and range of motion drops off by this much then what are we going to do with that information we can see that they're fatigued so maybe for future sets we decrease the loading by five or ten percent right so it's like it's it's really cool to to kind of see that because we can actually we can literally coach to power and we can use all these great things about velocity to to really just guide intent so that's really dope I like that the user can see it because yeah, me with too. Like most most VBTs, right? Like you, you, you see don't see it until after the fact, set, right? Like yeah, I'm I'm literally see. going through velocity testing right now, and I don't see yeah. how any of that stuff is performed or any yeah. stuff that is done until afterwards. Yeah, same. Like yeah. I'm I'm playing around with some at the gym I go to, and it's like you, yeah, you lift, and then you get yeah. to go see like what the outputs yeah. are, and but you don't know real real time, and I do think there's a ton of value because yeah, it's like perceptions reality right like you might think you're you're crushing 0.8 meters per second or what you know whatever metric you're yeah. using that rep was so fast 0.27 and, and then you look at it like what the? nope not even oh, it's you real know? slow it's like, wow that felt super yeah. hard you know but if you could see it right it's like like you said it's like if you see the the bar come up short you're going to instinctively just try to crush it next yeah time. like you're gonna yeah. put what you have into it so Right. Yeah, or you I get mean, the exact opposite where it's like, you thought that was a really slow rep and it was very fast and yeah, like, you yeah. don't know it. And like when that's the worst part about the way that we're going through it and like, we're testing it where Kyle and I have to test it on our own is like, I had some reps like that yesterday when I was warming up to what I was supposed to do for a top set. And like, I was like, this rep was terrible. It was really slow. So I'm just going to rack it now. And I should have done a double with it. And when I looked at the speed, I was like, I thought that was really slow, but it moved at a 0.57. I was like, this is not, yeah. this is not even close to slow. This just felt bad. Yeah. 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 Well, and that's why I use, I use the, uh, so I use Vitruve. That's I what use I have. Their yeah, yeah. That's I what use I have. Vitruve yeah. And it, it's dope. But like I, I set up my phone on the tripod and I literally put it right in front of me so yeah. I can see it. But I'm like yeah. at the point where I'm like, can I, do I just need to put it on my iPad so I can yeah. see it even better? But I have a few of my clients, a lot of my clients using the metric BBT app. And I talked to, uh, I forgot the guy that developed really, really awesome, awesome dude, insanely intelligent when it comes to when it comes to velocity training and the metric BBT app is dope because like it but it's the same thing, right? It just records you from their phone. But the client has to go can't see what they're doing till after. So I was like asking them and they're working on it like, hey, can it beep when your fatigue loss dips below 10% or like, what are these things that you can cut? Because that's one thing I love about the, the Vitruve, right? But it's like, Dude, it was a $350 piece of equipment yep. or something like that. And so I'm not going to have all my clients do that. The only reason I recommend metric BBT is because I can apply v- I can apply BBT training in a super actionable way. I can make it super easy and it costs them literally, literally nothing. nothing. Yeah. Literally nothing. So yeah. I'm not going to ask every client to buy a $350, you know, linear transducer. Oh yeah. I've, I've been lift, I've been working with a perch and it's yeah. a couple perches, times, you know, and perches, it's, it's yeah. awesome. Like I actually, awesome. I love it. Like I actually yeah. love it. Um, but yeah, it's the same thing. Like I still like I lift and then I like go check out the, the iPad. Right. You know, it's like, yeah. I'm not, and I, you know, it's to be able to see, especially in like, um, like a higher rep set, because again, it's like, this isn't even just for like sheer power where you're running right. like singles, doubles and triples. Like 
this would just be good information for like a set of 10, especially in the gen pop yeah. room, the measure right. intent, right? You're not necessarily shooting for, you know, high velocity or high speed. Yeah. It's more so speed maintenance over the course of a set yeah. or, or intention maintenance over the course of a set. And, and I think that's super valuable. And that's, and that's exactly that kind of like what I'm going through right now with velocity testing, where we're looking at like establishing like average velocity loss over yeah. a period of reps at a given yeah. percentage. Like that's an area where I would love to be able to have a more instant feedback on seeing that data because then yeah. like I can look at that and go like, cool, this rep moved just as fast as the last one. I have more in the tank. Yeah. As yeah, opposed to exactly. like having that same thing where I looked at it and go like, I am done here. And then being like, no, 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 I'm not actually done because I just yeah. don't get to see it in front of me as easily. Well, oh, and it was one of the, like today I had, I had like eight by two, I had eight by two program for hex bar jump squats and I did five sets. And then my second one was like, was like 25% fatigue loss. So I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to do a three minute rest. And I went to go into that six, that six set. And it was still like, 75 percent of my of my and i was like all right i'm gonna cut it like it yeah. was it's just nice to have that because now i can be like okay i have the like i'm i'm done yeah. i'm like i i, I don't have that in me out of this and right we're yeah. ready to move on and, and well and again i mean that's the same thing like any velocity testing and, and this is more just probably from a principle standpoint but it's like yeah once you're not hitting the speed marker like just cap it because at that point you yeah. just you know you're 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 waiting in the middle, right? It's yep. like the whole Charlie yeah. Francis, like high, low. It's like, if you're, if you're not high, like the worst place you can be with velocity testing is moderate. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like, it's just yeah. like, at that point, you're just accumulating fatigue for no reason. You're training slow yeah. to be slow. Yep. And, yeah. and you're, you might as well just move on to the next thing from that standpoint. And it's just like, but if you don't know, you don't know, you know? So I think, well, and I think that's, yeah, I was going to say, I think that's the uh, a reason I love doing it for gen pop is just to mm. test readiness right right like let's just test for sure and so now i can be instead of me like i was always having a hard time being like okay well like i'm having clients try to stick a square peg in a round hole like they're super fatigued and i can like it, it's it's taking months for them to be like okay you know what josh has said this and you know i'm gonna cut it like yeah the rp calls for an i'm just gonna i'm gonna cut the loads you know by like 10 20 pounds or something like that but that takes months. Well, now I can be with, I can say, Hey, if your result is less than 90% of your past 30 day PR, yeah. I want you to reduce the loads by 10%. Right? right. It's like now they don't have to like, Oh man, well, like, I, I feel like I'm just not getting good work in because now they're just following the plan. So they don't feel they like, okay, I'm just doing what Josh told me to. So yep. it's like, it's, it's super awesome. But I think you, you touched on it the other day, Kyle, cause it's interesting, right? Like it, it's like with the whoop, right? Like I, all right, well, if every single day you're in the red and every single day you're dialing back your training, like <laughs> at a certain point, like if intensity drives adaptation, but you can't train at an intensity that is yeah. enough to drive adaptation, well, like what's yeah. going on here, and right? It, so it's, it's probably like, not the training. Right. And that's, yeah. the, yeah. that's the cool thing about what you just talked about with the, with the velocity monitors is like, you can say if somebody's reaching 90% of their normal velocity threshold, that reducing this is still going to provide enough stimulus and be challenging enough yeah. because that is where that's true auto regulation, because that's just where you happen to be on that given day is that your max power outage is just not there. So yeah. do less and you'll like yep. lift less and you'll have a similar velocity range. You'll be able to get a similar amount of stimulation. You'll be able to get some work done. Yeah. And I mean, it's always talking about like, okay, well you, it's never, and I always say this, like, cause I coach a lot of coaches and with, with coaches and trainers, it's never a matter of, can you do it? It's a matter of, can you recover from it? Right. Like, how is this going to follow subsequent? Like, how is this going to 
impact subsequent workouts. Like, is this going to screw you? Like, yeah, you, you did it. And that's awesome. But like now tomorrow is going to be a shit show because you're already down in the tank and now you're trying to fit a square peg in a round hole. And now you're going down in the tank and you're just like, it's like training is a stress, like recognize that training is a stress. So let's like think about how we can effectively apply that stress in order to drive adaptation, right. And maximize recovery. So it's like, it's a super interesting, but I always, I also think it's cool because I also work with a lot of just like just regular gen pop people where it's like, it's not that important right? Like sometimes there's so many different variables where it's like, as a younger coach, like I would, I would hang my hat on. I'm trying to optimize that. I'm trying to like, I need to get this. And it's like, now I'm like, it's not, it's not that important. Like, I'm not going to die on that hill. And that's one. Did did you enjoy your workout? Right. Did (laughs) you like it? Cool. Did you like it? It's like, yeah, it's like, cool. Like, Awesome. You're going to come back tomorrow and, and work out again. Yeah. Like, win. That's yeah. It's a W like we're going to take I, that. I love that. Like, it's not that like if they were, it's so funny, right? Like if it's like this one, this, this variable might make a, a 1% difference, yeah. but like Joe's he's a 45 years old and he's got two kids. Like yeah. it doesn't matter. This yeah. isn't out. This isn't LeBron James. Yeah, like, exactly. he, wants yeah. it, he wants his shirt sleeves a little tighter when he's yeah. like yeah. at his kids, like soccer games. Yeah. Like that's what he's looking at. He, want, yeah. he wants his chest to stick out farther than yeah. his stomach. Maybe <laughs> yeah. he wants his, his shirt sleeve to be a little tighter, you yeah. know, yeah. maybe, maybe, you know, Mrs. Joe to comment on his, on his butt or something. Like yeah. we're not trying to like cut down the 40 time and increase, you know, right. Yeah. Yeah. At that point. Right. It's like, it, exactly for here yeah yeah Yeah. what's the goal what's the goal here and yeah i think you know we we actually i did a presentation for our group on rethinking gen pop programming yesterday so this is this is a topic like near and dear to matt and i's heart because sure like we both love like absolutely love the performance aspect of training like matt competes he trains a ton of strength athletes he he's he's the he's the guy like you that fucking loves programming yeah, loves yeah. it, and yeah. that's why know, like when we started building our app, I was like, "Yes, this is gonna be so much fun." <laughs> and it's like I enjoy like programming for athletes. I enjoy training like an athlete, but it's like we also both have extensive experience in, in working with general population clients, mm-hmm. and also appreciate and love that aspect of things. And and one of the things that we constantly see is coaches trying to train general population at clients yep. like performance athletes, and yep. it's like that. You're, you're on opposite ends of the continuum. You're measuring yep. different things and you're looking for way, way different outcomes from that perspective, yep. right? And it's just like most of the stuff that we do to gain that like extra one to two, per, like Matt increases his deadlift 2%. That's fucking significant. It's a big jump. Yeah. That, that puts <laughs> yeah. him in like in the best in the world, right? Yeah, it's a big jump. Yeah. You know, are, are clients increasing their deadlift 2% means absolutely nothing to yeah. them yeah. most likely right it's yeah. like again it's it's what are we shooting for what are we actually what do we care about you know from that yeah. perspective and i think that's there's a huge differentiation that has to be made there so I, it's like i love that aspect of it too yeah for sure well and i always tell coaches i'm like you i was like you care more about increasing their 5 rm deadlift than your client could ever care they right. don't give a shit like yeah. i'm always like i i i whenever it's like dude you 20 pound pr my guy and they're like okay oh did i okay, yeah cool. <laughs> So like, yeah you, okay cool yeah i'll yeah. see you tuesday tuesday yeah. you want to do 9 a.m can we move back an hour like yeah. come on man <laughs> <laughs> like come yeah. on it hurts yeah. but yeah that's yeah yeah oh that hurts well and it's like i always i always see like 
I'm, I'm big on, I talk to my girlfriend about this a lot, but like, it's a lot of times, you know, I, if I see somebody whose client moves really well, a lot of times they may, they may move well, but it's like, they move well in a very controlled environment and they've moved very robotic. Yeah. And it's like, okay. And it's just like, it's like the, the, the depth drops, right? Like, okay, that's cool. But like, what happens when you get in a scenario where you're falling off a curb or so like, okay, well, all that just went out the window. Cause you got to react in about 0.5 seconds. So it's like, there's so many things. And like, like to your point, Kyle is like, there's so many things that we try and take from these studies and we'll try and apply to uh, tr- uh, try and apply to gen pop, but it's like, it's a completely different context. Mm-hmm. Like, that we don't need to take, we don't need to be that serious. Like if your programming is taking you an extra 20 minutes because you're trying to decide which uh, hip flexion exercise is best and which position, like it's just, it's it's not that, it's not that important, right? Like if they're, it, I always, I think I saw a post the other day, they were talking about like movement prep and mobility and stuff like that. And um, look, for me, I'm a big proponent of like, um, in certain cases where the best exercise to warm you up for the exercise might just be the exercise itself. Mm-hmm. So like, can we stream like that? But if I have somebody who's more serious, like a power lifter, and I know that like, okay, improving their hip and internal rotation is going to get their squat PR by it possibly improve their squat by 20 pounds or something like, you know, just like some arbitrary thing, I might spend some more time on it. But like, if it's not that big of a deal, like a lot of times, like I think FRC says, if you have 10 degrees, less than 10 degrees of hip internal rotation, you don't have a hip, right? Well, it's like, I, I, I trained Joe Hayden and my guy could not get into a 90-90 position, but he's one of the best pretty cornerbacks. Good athlete. Pretty good athlete, yeah. by the way. But, yeah, but he's, he's one, yeah. yeah, but he's one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL, right? And it's like, okay, like, yes, it's important, but like, how important are we making this? Like, is it, it like, is this just all hearsay? We're saying like, if you can't do this, you're going to like, you're touched on this morning. Like you, you can't do a Turkish get up. You're screwed. Yeah, like yeah. you're, you're dead. Like you're probably going to die in it's, 20 years. And you, and you cannot, you just shouldn't ever start training. Right. Yep. You know? Yeah. When that's even like Matt and I always joke about like the and hip IR is actually the one we joke the most about because everybody measures it in an open yeah. chain scenario. And it's like, Oh, it's a favorite. But but we're trying to use it in a closed chain yeah. scenario, and that probably yeah. isn't even the same thing. Yeah. Like my favorite is also, probably doesn't replicate mid propulsion squat very well. Yeah. Especially my favorite is also watching people like assess it remotely, where they're like, "Oh, cool, this is where my internal rotation was to start," and then their just pelvis rotates and they adduct their femur more, and it's like I got so much more internal rotation. It's like it's you like, you did do it, didn't? Yeah, you, you, you did yeah. not not you at all. didn't. Um, yeah, it's it's always funny to kind of watch those things, and 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 it's like I have no issues with FRC. There's clients that I program stuff for, but I'm just like, yeah, like, are we really gonna say like hip cars and ISO holds and like these super slow movements are in any way carrying over to sprinting? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, yeah. or like, yeah. you know, just like. Mm questionable at best you know that's cool yeah. but you know whatever um it, it's oh yeah it's like yeah passive range active range integrative range like these are all very different things they're very subjective yeah. you know to yeah. whatever and it's all about the like you said right like it's all about the context and the environment it's like i i touch on thing the other day it's like i don't like doing glute body weight glute bridges to get ready to get you ready for a 405 pound deadlift in your movement prep is like doing a body weight squat to get ready to deadlift squat three like yeah. it, it throw low threshold 
low threshold movements to to get ready yeah. for high th- like i just don't i don't get that like can yeah. we can we can can we how what can we do to make sure that like we're training at a threshold that's going to drive adaptation but also like what are the things that we're considering and we're doing to try and improve the efficiency like like you said like how is this going to prepare me or improve my ability to do this when I train up here and this is done up here, but I'm, I'm doing this down here at this threshold. Like, I just don't get that. Yeah. And that, that's even, you know, that, cause we, you know, again, like that's, that goes back even like to the NASM days, like the activation, you know, kind of quote unquote activation yeah. days. And it's just like, okay. So you did your, you know, you did your, your plank and you did your, you know, your hip bridges and, and whatever, Meanwhile, you still have to do multiple ramping sets up into your, yeah. you know, your, your working sets of, of a compound lift. And it's just like, we've all worked in a gym in, in a, a box gym realm where clients have an hour. Yeah. Right. So it's just like, it's one hour about, for me. I always look at these things. It's like, I have nothing against those exercises. You want to do yeah. planks and bridges, like whatever, that's your own problem. Yeah. I'm certainly not going to die on a hill telling you. Like, I don't yeah. care how you warm up to be, yeah. to be, yeah. to be fair, but it's one of those things where it's like, if I do have a client and we have a time urgency or time frame, right. Well, then I do have to prioritize what I'm doing within that time. And if yeah. I'm already mm-hmm. going to be doing three to four ramping sets to get into working sets, even if I do 10 minutes of activation yeah. drills, do I need the activation drills? Yeah. Yeah. Or can I, yeah. or can I, can I just skip those or, out? Yeah. Can I just skip them? And I think that's where a lot of that misunderstanding even is. Yeah. It's like, no, I'm not saying those exercises are bad. Yeah. I'm saying urgency drives prioritization. If I right. have an hour with somebody, I need to make that hour count. You right. Know? And that was, that, that was one of the biggest things that changed with me when I started, st- when I stopped using those is like, I went to a big rabbit hole where I was using all those drills very frequently. And then my gem pop people were just like not training. It's like 15 yeah. minutes of like yeah. at the end of the yeah, we got to like Literally. we got to like chest press and they're like, Well, we just did what like four sets of bench today after we did our, all of our warm-up stuff. And I'm like, Yeah, okay. You're uh you're right. Yeah, <laughs> you're I, right. I, is... I, I I did that same yeah. same shit with FRC. I next yeah. thing you know, I'm doing I'm doing a two minute hold. I'm doing the pails and yeah. rails. I'm doing another two minute hold. And I'm going to do that for just, uh, I'm going to do that for two, an upper and a lower. And then I realized that that took 20 minutes. Like, oh, and, and now, <laughs> and now we actually got to warm up and yeah. then we got to go into their workout. But this guy wants to lose fat and he only trains two days a week. And yep. I was like, yeah, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. So I think that, so then it's interesting, right? Like I always say, I, I'm, I'm much better about it now, but it's like when I was younger, I'd take a certification or seminar and then I'm just going down the rabbit oh, hole. Every, for three, oh, all, all of us did. Everybody. Everybody. <laughs> if yeah. anybody says Dude. they didn't do that, they're completely lying to you. Because like Dude. everybody who does a kettlebell seminar for the first time, oh, all it is for the next two weeks, every just time they have kettlebells. Walking around with yeah. wrist bruises for like yep. two yeah. weeks. Like no two other movement. Like, everything else is bullshit. Kettlebells are it. That's literally all it is. Like, I know we're in this gym that has 40 machines yep. and all these cable things and yep. barbells and dumbbells and everything else but this this right this is here, the best this is the, this is the thing shit you, all you need. need yeah which yeah. again to be fair like you are probably not wrong where you can get most oh, of the, yeah. like a lot of good stuff done with one Your kettlebell full, full kool-aid though exactly it's, yeah but it's like like just because it's like Kyle, you and I talked about this earlier today too. It's like just because yeah. you can doesn't mean you should. Like yeah. if you have yeah. all these other options, why are you going to use just one yeah. fucking implement yeah. the whole fucking time? 
it doesn't make any sense. If I'm stuck out in the woods and all I have yeah. is a kettlebell, I'll find a way to get a good workout. And it's yeah, cool. I found and a 70 that, pound log. I'm going to swing wait, this shit around and do some stuff. Yeah, there we go. E- <laughs> if I'm at Equinox Flatiron and I have three floors of machines yep. and everything I would ever want, I'm probably not even got it. Yep, I got two leg press. I got yeah. a leg press per floor. Like, no, I'm not even going to look at it. I went hard down the kettlebell thing too, where it's like everybody, even if you didn't ask, we're, oh, we're yeah. learning You're snatch. Oh, yeah. We're learning, we're learning oh, snatch. Yeah. We're getting that. And then uh, one of my mentors, uh, Tim Karen, he's a uh, former head strength oh, coach at Army football. On, I was just on his uh, uh, podcast yeah. a few months ago. Tim, Tim's Tim's awesome. He's had a yeah. big, uh, big influence on me from a programming and from a coaching standpoint. Um, and he said something that it's one of my primary tenets of my philosophy now, which is like, uh, outcomes over solutions. Right. Yeah. And it's like, I, I learned like every single time I took a certification or seminar, it was the solution over the given outcome. And yeah. I would just try and fit, I would just try and fit it. Like I'm going to fit this oh, yeah. in yeah. to yeah. make it accomplish it. And you and would, it's so interesting. You figure out how to justify like Turkish get-ups for your weight loss client, because like, look, yeah. it's total body integration. We're <laughs> activating so many different muscle groups. We're whole we only did six in we the did entire hour or total but, reps, yeah. but I promise you so many calories burned. I know sciencey and, words. Yeah. And it's like, it's like, oh, make make sure you hiss at the end. Yeah, like yeah. You, you gotta add, you gotta hiss at, you gotta hiss at hiss at the end or the swing doesn't count. It does That's not count. where you get yeah. the IAP. That's where <laughs> yes. you get the power. It's the hiss. Yes. <laughs> yes. No, it, it's uh, yeah. it's we used to joke because I I did RKC and, and SFG back in the day, and it's like I we went through the full stage and I had like this this whole group of like coaches I worked with, and we all went through like the full stage, right? And yeah. we used to, but we all were self-aware enough to at least understand. It's like, you haven't gone too far if you didn't buy like the cargo pants. Yeah. Like, you're, <laughs> like it, you're, you're okay if you're still like wearing shoes and you haven't bought yeah. the cargo pants. What and, were the shoes was, that he would always wear too? They were the black shoes with the, with the three white stripes. I don't even know. He would wear like Fay, I think it was like Fayway shoes or something like that. Yeah, it was like, like cargo that. pants and Fayways. Like that was it, the end like, end of it oh, all. Man, like, okay, like, you can't go full topple. Yep. Like that's this okay. person is like, over. Yeah. Yeah. You just went full. Yep. <laughs> yeah. it's like, yep. It's like you can't just run like you know uh, simple and sinister for like six months and like yeah. Yeah. wearing your cargo pants with it. Just hope for the best. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, it was. We always, that was like the running joke. We're just like. Uh, I see you over there. Just don't, don't get the cargo pants. Like, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Just... I, I commend you. I commend you for You're one step do it. away <laughs> from. Yeah. Yeah. Never yeah. go full Pavel. It's a slippery <laughs> slope. Just watch out. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah that's uh, funny. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we've all, we've all. I spent. I think especially if you went to uh, Equinox, you also you you maybe you know went viper. down the viper the viper oh, hole. I never went down the viper hole. I nah. grabbed the. I so I went to a seminar on my first week, like my first Matt month. Matt actually deeply offended. Yeah, Michelle Dalcourt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. yeah, so we went to a, we went to a seminar, and like all these people were like, they were like, I was one of the newest guys at my Equinox, but I was also like the strongest person in my Equinox. So like, yeah, we're real excited for you to meet him. Like, this is gonna be fun. And he straight up asked, he's like, "Who are the strongest people in the world?" And I was like, "Strong men." And he was like, "No, they're not." And I was like, "Yes, they are." He was like, no, no, they're not. He's like, farmers and hockey players are. I'm like, I never seen a hockey player dead with a thousand pounds or like do a 400 pound Husafelt stone or like do any of these As other things. Someone that who grew up on a farm. No, <laughs> no they're not. No. No. Strong men, significantly stronger. And he was like, okay, cool. Here, take the heaviest Viper. So he gave me the 20 kilo Viper and tried to like make a spectacle of me. And I was like, 
so like this is one of the things you do right and i was like he's like how does that feel and i was like like nothing it doesn't hurt it's like really <laughs> that, easy that's like, like <laughs> i have a 275 pound overhead press yeah. 40, yeah. I wasn't 44 even, pounds i wasn't even strong at the time i think my best deadlift was like 525 and i was like this is just that's like funny this is easy yeah <laughs> Like, and like he so never when spoke I do to the lunge, I rotate like this, and yeah. I do this, and I do this with the twenty, and I lean. And I'm like, okay, cool. That's that's this was a waste of my time. Uh, oh man, I went, I went not not too hard, not too hard down the uh, down the viper hole, but I was I was playing. Uh, I remember I was lo- looking watching a lot of three D athlete stuff, and he was yeah. using oh, a lot yeah. of it. So I would, that, yeah. you know, I would, I, yeah, yeah, big on it. So I would, I would play with it a lot, and I was like, this is so fucking cool. It's yeah. like when I did when I got hard down the kettlebells. The next thing you know, I got doubles of everything from eight to forty kilograms uh-huh, yeah. in my in yeah. my garage. Yeah. But I, I was the if for some reason the cost of the vipers was like, I don't know, man, well, it's rubber. Yeah, it's and that's like, the thing. Like, that's these the are thing. at least and, metal. Like, there's something. Yeah. There's and the, there. the <laughs> price per kettlebell is different per weight. The price for yeah. per Viper is the exact same for the four yeah. kilo and the 20 kilo. You're like, why is this four kilo piece of rubber two hundred dollars? This yeah. makes no sense. Yeah, zero, zero sense. Yeah, I did it with the uh with the steel maces too, but the yeah. steel maces were actually those are affordable. Yeah, those, those are, are very those are very affordable. Yeah, those are super affordable, and you only need you only need three of them. I remember when I got the twenty. The twenty was the first one I got, thinking like I got this. And then you swing, and you're like, oh shit! I think I just threw out my back. You know, yeah. like okay, I think I might need like a eight or so, or I forgot what they are or whatever. I ended up selling them before we moved to Denver, but I yeah, never, I never went down that rabbit hole. It, I have a I have a friend who had a really good garage gym and then basically sold everything that he had to buy just bases and clubs. Shout out David Zabinski. You got really oh, small yeah. and weak when you did that. That was always fun. <laughs> he did have an awesome garage. He had a really awesome garage gym and then he got like a bunch of bases. He like had a leg press in his garage. Yeah. Like it was like a, a yeah. legit garage. Yeah. Gym. Mine's yeah. mine's better now, but his was really good for I was a long gonna say you got yeah. that. You got the you got the pendulum. I got the Atlantis the hip sled yeah. hack squat. Yeah, that's yeah. got like, yeah, man. Matt's got like the Atlantis showroom. Oh yeah. Prime store. Oh man. Oh yeah. Dude, I had to sell. I sold all my equipment. I I think I ended up through COVID. I spent like eight thousand dollars and yeah. leaving Denver. Sold all of it. Yeah. Every yeah. New, New York doesn't allow for garage. You can't have that. that yeah. Much. Not, I have I have my power thing. blocks. Yeah. I, I kept my I kept my power blocks. My ninety pound power blocks. That's literally all. That's I have all you get. I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't. The only thing I couldn't sell were the Bulgarian bags, which I hardly ever used, anyways. Yeah. Because I think if people are just like, "What the fuck is that? What is like? What, is that a <laughs> yeah. What? What do I yeah. do with that?" They they somehow <laughs> also made those like worse when they made the water filled Bulgarian bags, where it's like. Oh. The original ones, nobody knew yes. how to use to begin with. And then you filled it with water and just had it sloshing around all over the place. And people were like, Dude, I don't, I'm it, not going to, not going to touch this. sent me one of those by accident. So yeah. I had ordered a steel mace. They sent me one of those. And I was like, what the fuck is this? And it's like, I filled it with water. <laughs> it was awful. Yeah. I hated it. I hated, I hated everybody. I was like, this is awful. I sold it. I was yeah. like, get this, this out of my garage. It's taking up crucial space right yeah. now. Yeah, I could replace this with another awful. twenty kilo kettlebell. We got to get rid of this. For sure. Yeah, literally, <laughs> literally, it was awful. So it was like, and I feel like that's a very like uh, functional patterns would it's would love that, right? Like that's a very <laughs> yes. niche, niche, very niche. It, both, both, yeah, it's and it's like niche squared when you get into like Bulgarian bags <laughs> and the water bag. and the water. Yeah, it, it's like it's yeah. exponentially 
yeah kind of yeah. neat uh, that's yeah, a gonna be nice about it but it, niche yeah that's a sign yeah. for me to mute somebody on social media is when i see them start uh, playing around the slosh pipes i'm like i'm not nope yeah. nope dude it's crazy that's so a decade ago when dan john was doing slosh yeah. pipes like i we made some at peak oh yeah back in the day. well you just like, it's just pvc pipe tap it yeah, you're you're like, like, this is awesome yeah. and then you like yeah. turn and you like take out like half the people on the yep. gym floor like yeah. you're doing zerts or carries with doing overheads doing the yeah. whole thing i think i remember this. seeing uh cardillo weight belts was like doing that but they're like yeah screw this i'm just gonna do drop set bicep curls with this on the yeah. dock and i think they just had like, like this, this is even like, better because yeah. he's like my patented water system it's like bro those are paint yeah. buckets that you drill the hole yeah. in like it's, <laughs> and they're just like balancing on a barbell and you're doing bicep curls it's not a patented system it's literally just yeah. paint buckets i was like okay i like i like this this, yeah. this i can this i can do yeah if we can replicate this in the gym i can get down that with would this, be cool man. yeah if you can't tell if somebody's like trolling or serious that's always a sign where you're just yeah like, you're kind of like you you, you like had this double take it, yeah you gotta take like, a double take was that a real video is that yeah like i can't see it serious like, yeah what's, yeah what's yeah and then you go to comment and you're like i don't know how i should comment on this yeah, i'm just gonna I, actually keep my mouth shut i have nothing yeah. to say yeah it's like, <laughs> this could this could go bad either yeah. way like yeah. i don't know yeah. I don't know where yeah. to go with this. When, when yeah. I first discovered Seedman, like again, like 10 years ago, I I was like, I didn't know if he was serious or not for the longest, like yeah. probably for like six months. I was like, this is the best troll I've ever yeah. seen. Like, this is <laughs> fucking amazing. And then I was like, oh, he's not giving it up. Yeah. Yeah. Like he is I, rolling. I, yeah. He's he's digging deeper. He's leaning in. Dude, that was how that was how everybody was with Liver King. When Liver King came out, everybody was like, "This guy is like legit. Like, why is he doing and posting all this stuff?" Yeah. And now everybody's like, "Oh, he's so obviously a troll." It's like you guys didn't think he was a troll when he shot his bed with a fucking tank shell. Like, yeah, you didn't, you didn't think that was a troll post. What? Yeah, what? Ga what gave it away? What the, gave it when away? he talked about his thousand yard Wi-Fi, uh, like Ethernet cable to go from his hotel room to fucking Central Park, that was a serious yeah. post, guys. Come on. Yeah, that was that was that was insane. Hilarious. I did, I, I did enjoy the uh, the uh, the Seedman and uh, rugby strength coach. I enjoyed that. Was that. good. Like, yeah. I, I, yeah. I I I I enjoyed that. I enjoyed uh, that. Was that was a I watched that one live. Like my girlfriend's like, I'm like, I gotta get home at seven p.m. She's like, What's going on? I was like, Joel Seedman, and she's like, What are you talking? About? Weird niche like, fitness guys are gonna. <laughs> argue <laughs> like one of them's yeah. this really big asshole and the other yeah. one's uh this rugby strength guy who's yeah. also yeah. He's, he's he's an asshole but i agree with him more yeah yeah so yeah it's he's, good but he's smarter he's smart yeah. it was funny <laughs> he's, i i was creating a program we're creating a program at tonal we're basically trying to replicate uh brad schoenfeld's max muscle so i had to meet with brad schoenfeld the other day and it's funny because like living in LA, you know, you meet, you meet celebrities, you, 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 and then I've, yeah. I've been fortunate, like with Tonal to work with some awesome athletes and it's always just like, all right, this is cool. But then you get ready to, I'm getting ready to hop on a zoom call with Brad Schoenfield. And I'm like, well, I hope he doesn't think I'm an idiot. I hope he doesn't think I'm an idiot. I hope he does. I hope he, hope he likes me. I hope he likes me. <laughs> and it's just like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> Please don't cite me, ask me about which study and uh, which year. Cause I'm not going to be able to tell you. I don't which know. That was. I don't know. I yeah. don't know. I think I had a comment. I, I referred to a tricep extension as a sh uh, as a lengthened position. I was like, "Oh," and he caught me before and was like, "Well, actually, I was like, God, he thinks I'm an idiot." Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the title of our podcast. Brad Schoenfeld thinks I'm dumb with Josh Clay. <laughs> <laughs>
People have to wait to the last five the minutes very, of the podcast. The last, what do do? They're like, wait, what happened? What? Where's that at? Oh, uh, that would be a phenomenal title. Like, I just want to hear this piece. I just yeah. want to know why he thinks he's an idiot. It's it's coming, everybody. It's, it's promise it's almost there. We'll, we'll throw a teaser in. Um, well, we are. Oh yeah, we're we're over time, but that's okay. It's been a good time. Yeah. Um, for everybody who doesn't know you, where can they find you? Both online, website, shout out all your stuff. Yeah, so uh, personal Instagram is Joshua Lee Clay, um, L-E-E. So that one's more geared towards uh, educating coaches and trainers on things like that. And then we train M&M. So M&M, just like the uh, candy. So it's uh, we train movements and muscles. There's actually a funny story about that. Won't go into that, but uh, we'll do um, we train movements. Yeah, we'll do around two. We train M&M is uh, for potential clients. So um, yeah, that'll be more geared towards gen pop and all that, all things like that. Awesome, man. Well, we appreciate you having on this. This is good. There's a lot of laughs, I think. There's awesome people. And there's yeah. some information in there. It's a fun there's, one. Yeah, it's a good a fun one. Yeah. nerd stuff in there yeah, was. to go along with it. I yeah. feel like we, co- we covered our bases. Uh, well, thank you for coming on. Um, that was a blast. We appreciate it. Yeah. Hey, I appreciate you guys. Yeah. This was, uh, this was fun. It was, an, it was an honor getting ready to do an honor and uh, just a great time to spend a Thursday getting to laugh a little bit, break up the day. Yeah, that's what we do. Yeah. That's what we do. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to Compound Performance Radio. If you liked this episode, please be sure to like, share, subscribe, and drop us a review. We'll see you next time.